wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. Give me a full ballerina skirt and a hint of saloon and I'm on board. Mm. I can't go back. Welcome to the She Became Visible podcast. I'm your host, Renee Steelman. This podcast is my story. It's your story. It's our story. It's all the stories of all the women who one day knew that it was time to remember who they were, who they are, and stand up and be seen. Welcome, my friends. This is Renee Steelman, the host of She Became Visible. And today on the podcast, I have the most amazing person that I met on Instagram. And for all of you people who have bad things to say about social media, I am here to totally tell you that this is the new way to make friends. There is something about Instagram specifically, I believe, that allows you to make friends when you do and if you do have an opportunity to meet in person. You've already got all of the brouhaha out of the way. And so you are instantly like lifelong friends, even though you've only known each other for 5.3 seconds. So, So So today I have Teresa Smith on my show. And let me give you a little story of how I met Teresa. Um, And this will tell you, I think this will tell you everything you need to know about Teresa. Good. Um, She decided, because I I think you said you've done this for years, right? You you have a Glamantine or Galantine party. Yes. Well, this was actually my first year. This was your first year. Okay. So she decides, I'm going to have a Galantine party. I'm going to go through Instagram, and I'm going to invite everybody that I know in Arizona. And new faces that I don't know. Right. People she doesn't know is like, you live in Arizona? Yeah. You're invited to a party. Yeah, if I can find you. And now tell me, how many of you would do that? How many of you would do that? That says it all right there. And what it says is that is that is one of the ways when I hear people say, oh, let's say they're in a, um, a bad relationship or they're involved in a community that they're not really pleased with. And they say, the only reason I stay is because it's my community. Well, Teresa just showed how you get out of a bad situation and find a new community. You plan a party, you invite people you don't know. I mean, that sounds like it should be more difficult than it is, but she did it. Um, So I started following Teresa because of that invitation to attend the party. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend, but I was immediately drawn. And let me tell you something else, ladies. When you walk into a room... And even if you're an introvert, like I am, I know it's hard to believe, but I'm really more of an introvert. Um, I'm not one of the people that walk into a room that's like, hey, everybody, hey, who are you? My name's Renee. I don't do that. I kind of sit back and and wait for, you know, but I can can do like a scan of the room and I can go. Me too. We're going to click. I I scan. Yeah. Absolutely. And you get that feeling, you know. So that's how I met Teresa. So Teresa is my guest today, and she is everything you would think she would be for somebody that's going to have a Galentine's party out of the blue and invite people she's never met. But I want to know your story. Absolutely. From the time that you were a little girl, I want to know what made Teresa. Well, 
can I say something first? Absolutely. Well, I saw your picture, and I've seen your picture on Instagram. I've uh-huh. seen your Instagram, uh-huh. and I've wanted to meet you. Oh, my gosh. Because you really do have a beautiful presence. Oh, thank you. On Instagram. And so I, I had been watching you for a long time. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I like it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to say that there's a lot of women, before I go back to my childhood, uh-huh. who are afraid to do social media. Oh. Uh, I have a, a, several friends that won't do social media. Oh, at all. Will not wow. go near it. But... Um, social media has just helped me so much. Yeah. I started about 11 years ago. How long have you been on Instagram? <sighs> I, I should go with, you know how Facebook will say, oh, you are a friend. You've are you friends o- for Are you years. over 10 years on Instagram, do you think? I don't think so. Not quite yet. No, I don't think over 10 years. I think maybe only, um, gosh, maybe only, only four. Okay. Yeah. So um, probably 11. Yeah. But I started it. Uh, about the time that my dad died and I was living in New Mexico okay and I was getting ready to I had a beautiful new home a two-story home and I was getting ready to go upstairs in my grief and like just start hiding because I was older I was you know 50 a little over 50 because I'm 62 now but Uh I was ready to learn how to quilt stay home and nest yeah it's a lot it's a lot easier for women to to hide as right. they get older right. than to do social media, which right. can be terrifying. Right. And so I was afraid when I started. My kids kind of didn't get it. I didn't get it. Yeah. But they I didn't did understand your grief they did, or they didn't understand like what's going on with mom. I think a lot of people didn't understand why I did an Instagram. Because oh. I was on Facebook. Oh, okay. Why would you do an Instagram? Yeah, because oh, Facebook has, has been around long enough for people to say that's acceptable. Especially yes. for older people. Yes. Yeah. But how many women um, do Instagram or yeah. Facebook or TikTok? Right. A lot of us don't. Right. Because there's uh, there's fear. Right. Right. So I started when I was afraid. Interesting. And a lot of people wouldn't follow me back. Right. Well, interesting. No. You think because they didn't follow you back because you were older? Or what do you think the reason was? Like uh, you were, I was new. I oh. was brand new. Okay, so you were I didn't have a following. Okay. I just started posting. Okay. A lot of girls from the United States wouldn't follow me back. So I went to other countries. And ah. I still have friends, especially one from, um, she's from London. Her name is Teresa. And uh-huh. this is a funny story. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to derail no, the, no, the goal this, I you love want, this. darling. But yeah. But no one would follow me back because I was new and I right. didn't know what I was doing. Right. Which, hello, that's all of us when we start something right. new. Right. So, so this is funny. I started looking for people that had my name, thinking they would have mercy and follow me back. Oh, my God. I just wanted that's to brilliant. grow. You know? Yeah. I wanted to grow. Right. So she followed me back. Her name is Teresa Haynes. And we met in London oh. four years ago because of Instagram. Yeah. And just adore her. Yeah. Thank you, Instagram. Yeah. That's a great story because that, what you said about the fear, I think is exactly number one. It's not necessarily that they couldn't or they, but maybe they think they shouldn't because they've been told they shouldn't. Or like you were saying, oh, well, I'm 60, I'm 61. What's my new role? Could someone please tell me what my new role is? Because evidently I'm supposed to be doing something that I don't really feel like is me. Um, but I guess I should start quilting because that's how women are portrayed. And, you know, women are, they don't, they don't need you anymore. Once you're done with all your reproductive and all yes. that kind of stuff, you have no need, you know, 
Interesting. But are we done with ourselves? No. So I think a lot of that is, I think as we age, we women age, we don't, we don't want to stretch as much, right. especially in technology. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's you know, true. it's scary. Yeah. So, um, it's the best decision I made and um, I'll be honest with you. I don't think my friends or even my children get it sometimes. Right. What yeah. I do on Instagram. No. And my hope is that I don't ever hurt my children. Right. But, you know, mom's mom's out there. Well, and you know what, though? I love that you said that you did this at 60 mm-hmm. because that's the whole premise of my whole podcast. She became visible. You became visible yes. at 60. I love that. Not that you weren't doing. So before 60, now let's go back then to that story. What were you doing before that that drove you to say, well, crap, my dad's gone. And I, don't you think losing a loved one also puts your whole life in perspective because you know that there is an expiration date, right? Yeah. We all have an expiration date. Yeah. And, and yesterday you, was his six-year anniversary of his passing. Oh, Just yesterday. Is your mom still alive? Yes. And okay. she's 89. And she's doing well? She's doing really well. She okay. lives in Albuquerque. Okay. Uh, what was your question, though? Because I liked what you said. Well, how you became visible at 60. So you were doing, what were you doing oh. before that we were like, well, I'm not doing what people think I should be doing at 60. So I'm going to figure out what my next well, season is. In my late 40s, I went through a divorce. Okay. I was married to a man named Greg for 22 years. Wow. And I had four children. Okay. And because of the the divorce, which crushed my soul and oh. my children, yeah. um, I had never gone to a gym before. Oh. So during the after the divorce, or probably during the separation, I joined a gym in Albuquerque called Define Fitness for the first time and felt so stupid yeah. walking into the gym, clueless. Yeah. But I think a lot of us women, when we face divorce, tragedy, pain, that's when we decide, okay, maybe I'll get in shape. I should start taking care of myself. I should maybe take care of myself. <laughs> yeah. uh, motivated me because I had never gone to a gym and I wanted to get in shape thinking I need to be in shape when I meet a new man. Because that, what else, what other reason could there be for him leaving me? Right. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was not like that at all. Oh, okay. No, it was a, we agreed to get oh, the divorce. We, okay. We just, That's we had good gone different ways. Okay. But I had been home. So it was an amicable divorce. So peaceful. Okay. That's so good peaceful. to know. So peaceful. And then he passed away a few years ago. Ooh. And I, and I, and I, and you, on one of the, you had asked me a few questions. Yeah. One of them is who would you like to meet with? Yeah. It would be Greg. Oh, okay. I miss yeah. him every day. He was oh, a great friend. That's good to know. That's a different... I love that story. A, I miss him every day. It's not the typical story, so I love when I hear that. Well, because we both loved our children so yes, much. Yes, yes. So, and you um, married young, obviously. Well, no, 30. Well, okay, so you're and married then I had for four, 22. I have four kids. Bing, bing, bing. My first one was 30, then 31. Yeah. Yeah. In six years. Oh, wow. Okay. So right now, they're between the ages of... 30 and, excuse me, 27 and 31. Oh my goodness. And grandkids, I know you said. Two grandkids. Two grandkids. Two grandkids. All right. But I love Instagram and I love the community. And I'm I'm just saying with that passion that you have also, your social on YouTube, podcasts, Instagram, that I'm just curious, do you ever get people say anything like, why are you doing that? Like, why aren't you um, spending family. more time with your, why aren't you spending more time with your family? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever get that? Well, fortunately all our kids are grown and gone. Okay. And we were brave enough to move to Arizona. All of our kids were up in Oregon and Washington. And so we moved down here, no family, no kids, no here. kids. Okay. So I was able to kind of start going, 
wow, is this the time now that I can think about what I want to do when I grow up, you know? So that's kind of what enabled me to do that. And then one of my daughters moved down here and she has four. So we have four grandkids that are close to us, which is perfect because they're, uh, they live about an hour away. So nobody's just knocking on the door, you know, without letting somebody know that we're going to come over, but we can still like touch four of them. And there's there, you know, the other ones we still have to fly to to see. But well, yeah, I have to fly yeah. to my daughter in New York. Yeah. Uh, when I started my Instagram, um, I was in Albuquerque, and then my I met a man on eHarmony, oh. who I'm married to now. His name is Michael. That's fabulous. We, so that was a good thing for you. You had a good experience with the dating website. I actually did. Okay. I did meet some strange guys at the beginning <laughs> okay. and met some strange guys at the gym as well. Okay. Yeah. But I'm a heart connector and okay. that's why we connected. You know, I can yeah. find that heart. Yeah. And so I went on eHarmony and within, I think, uh, two months I met Michael, but he was working in Las Cruces. Oh. So he and I, uh, he traveled every weekend for six months. Okay. And we got married in six months. No, that's fabulous. And his I love con- that. what made me sad, though, is that his contract ended in New Mexico. It changed. Uh, we weren't happy with the contract. Right. Michael is in, uh, right now, he's in a high risk OBGYN. Oh. In Albuquerque, they were not. Mike's big on natural tri- childbirth. Oh, yeah. And midwives. And oh. they were really. The hospital wanted more um, surgeries, elective surgeries, because it brings more money in. So he chose to leave the hospital. So we moved here, and I'm not going to... I was so upset. You're like, I don't want to live in Arizona. I did not want to move. My entire family's in New Mexico, and my dad had died. My mom just became a a widow. Oh, my gosh. How could I leave my hometown? Right. So when I came here... We were supposed to be close to the hospital, and they allowed us to live downtown because I think he worked at one way on the west side. I think it's called Estrella. Okay. And he worked, first company he worked for made right. us live close. So right. oh, I cried for probably a year. I came alone. My kids didn't come with me. It was just me and Mike, and okay. I lived in an apartment. That's perfect, though, because that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, new marriage, new town. Uh, you don't know anybody. Nobody. What did you do? To plant, to get planted. Well, I cried a lot. Okay, that's okay. acceptable. <laughs> uh, cried a lot. I was on Instagram. Okay, it's funny if you go back on my Instagram, you can see the the grieving post. Like I would Seriously. do some. I would yeah, because I post my heart. Yeah, I would be on the balcony looking downtown, saying, "My heart is broken," because uh, it really was. Yeah. Um, what I did, well, what I did was I kept going on Instagram. Right. And then I found a church in a church that I just Googled. Really? That was in the area. Okay. Met girls from the church. Did you Google like a church, denomination or Christian churches? Just Christian downtown, churches near me. Near downtown. And there was actually one downtown. Okay. And since that time, I'm dear friends with several of the women from that church. We travel together. No, that's fabulous. From, from just going to a church downtown that I didn't like when I first went. Okay. My dad is actually was a pastor until he passed away. Uh, so you grew up in church. In in church in a religious. I grew up home. In, well, yeah, my dad was, but he, but this didn't happen until I was in high school. Okay. He was a tire salesman until then. Okay. But I, but I just think it's so. Here's what's so interesting and what I'm passionate about. Right. I was terrified. I lived downtown. In a teeny tiny apartment. Right. I had just sold the most beautiful, huge two-story yeah. home, and we were having parties. And my kids yeah. would come over. It was so lovely on a on a private street. Uh, a prize fight, uh, a fighter named Holly Holmes lived right down the street. Oh gosh. And my brother and his wife bought the home next door. So oh. I was settling in, girlfriend. Yeah. Community, family, nestling family. in. Yeah. So when I moved here, I was 
furious. Yeah. But um, I went to a church, met some people, and I don't think things are random. No. I think that when you're faced with a new a new situation, a new world, right. that if you if you just pull through and hang in there, right. just hang in there and get yourself out of your house. Right. We went to church. I joined a gym. I just don't believe it's random. You know what? But I think it's so important to emphasize the fact that you did something I did. first. I did. You had to make, you know, when people say everything happens for a reason, it's like, what did you do to make that reason happen? I got out of my apartment. You got out of your apartment. You went to a church. You didn't know anybody, You and but you met people at that church. Now, you said you went to a church initially, mm, didn't vibe there, and then you found something that you liked better. Yes. But see, you made that choice. This isn't working for me. I'm going to go someplace else. I'm going to try this place. And it was hard for me because the churches I knew in Albuquerque right. had grown up. I was very popular in those churches because I'd been oh, there for 10 years, 20 years. forever. So yeah. I would just stand there and all my friends would come flock and talk to me. I was somebody. And I was also a talent agent. So I would oh. even go to the malls. And I know so many people in New Mexico. Oh. So to be... So I used to feel sorry to be forced to move and go to a new yes. city. This is why what I loved about you saying the word visible. Yeah. I was invisible when I came here. There you go. Nobody right knew there. me. No That's one said right. hi to me. I remember one time I walked around Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah. It was a big deal to get in the car, pop on the 51 and go to Saks by myself because yeah. my husband was working all the time. I remember... Did you have GPS at the time? Yeah, I used GPS. Okay, because I would yeah. not have been able to move. And I was move. still nervous to go yeah. from downtown to the Biltmore, which was a highlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still remember sitting outside and, and crying. I called my daughter just crying. Before you went into the store? Like, Afterwards. I, don't know if I, can do- I just felt oh. so stupid. Like, I don't it's know. Like, what am I doing? I don't know anybody here. And by myself, girls yeah. are giggling, laughing together. There's community. Oh, yeah. I didn't have community. Right. So it is, it is hard at first. Yeah. But now I have community. But you have it because you made it happen. Yes, and I worked hard for it. That's right. And I think that's the that's the key is is you have to go through that like everything else. I mean, you know, leaving for college, unless you're going out with your best friend from high school, any yes. new experience, you've got to just do it. And then there'll be a story to tell. And can we be you know? honest? It has to be terrifying for it, everybody yeah. at every age. If it isn't terrifying, then you're not doing something. I was terrified. Yeah. yeah. So at now, every age, I love that you said that. Well, at every age. Yeah. Um, when I when I was living here, a woman that I had met on um, Instagram, her name is Lisa, the fulfilled pharmacist, um, who does podcasts a lot. Yeah. Uh, she is lovely. She yeah. had a party at her house. Oh. She had a Galentine's party at her house. Okay. Three or four years ago. Yeah. And I and she invited me. And I cannot tell you how nervous I was to go to that party. Yeah, you don't know anybody. Parked my car. Yeah. Walked up to the front door like, by yourself. Like I'm not in my hometown where everyone says, Teresa, Teresa yeah. doll. I've been saying yeah. doll for twenty years. Doll. <laughs> so I go to this party, I don't know anyone. And um that's really the reason that I did my Galentine's party. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to so you into saw the, that. She had she had elevated my spirits so yeah. high. Yeah. Because I'm still friends with all the girls, close friends. We have coffee, we meet. Right. The girls from that party. That's a, okay. Have you ever had your Enneagram read? Do you, no, do you know but I need to do that because my daughter and she talks about it all the time. Yeah. What does she think she is? What does your daughter think? Well, she I don't is? remember the numbers. Okay. It's numbers, right? Yeah. yeah. Cause I would be, I think it's fascinating that people don't understand that we all need each other for our strengths and our weaknesses. And you know, whatever that strength that she had, 
you know, fulfilled your need at that time. And then now you have fulfilled other people's needs yes. through your strengths. Yes. And we need to be with people that are different than we are so that we can, you know, borrow each other's strengths. Yes. And I love that. But the point is you did it though. You were scared. You were sad. You Super were grieving. Sad. You mm-hmm. were alone. Mad. Were your, your kids were grown and gone by the time you guys moved here. So you've missed your kids. Your whole life has been completely swapped over to a new thing. And, but you didn't stay home. You didn't cry all the time. You know, you said, I, I got to fix this. I have to fix this. What am I going to do to fix this? I'm going to go to Saks Fifth Avenue. That's my first step. Get go, my car. I'm going to go to the scary Biltmore. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a scary place. Yeah. 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 And now I, now I like North yeah. Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So I love the fact that your dad was a tire salesman. At what point did he decide to become a pastor? He went to a meeting in Albuquerque, and okay. and a man was preaching, and my father became a Christian. Okay, and then so he and you were how old when that happened? High school. Oh, you were high school. I was high school. So you've got some formative years there where there was not Christianity in your home. No. What was any mom? Where did mom come from? Did she have a Christian background? Catholic. Okay. And I went to Catholic, some Catholic schools when I was little. Okay. Okay. But there wasn't, she wasn't necessarily like going to mass every week or anything like Probably, that. Probably, yeah. Oh, by pretty herself? Pretty religious, or? yeah. Would bring the kids when she was little. Her okay. and her family were pretty religious, yes. Okay. And then how many, do you have brothers and sisters? I do. Okay. How many? I have five. Oh, that's fabulous. I have a dear sister that I adore. We're okay. complete opposites. Okay. She can make me laugh so hard. Yeah. And where does, where, okay, so where, give me the family I'm, dynamics. I'm right in the middle of the okay. birth order. I'm a twin. No. I am a twin. And I have an older brother. Yeah. My twin brother, me, my sister, who's one year older, Uh and my little brother, Larry. Okay. Did I say the oldest brother, Stephen? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. My older brother's name is Stephen. Stephen. That's funny. So you have a twin. Are you guys still close? Not 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 now. We used to be very close. Really? We've just grown apart. I don't talk to my brothers as much. I talk to my older brother. Yeah. But yeah. and I love them, but I don't talk to them very often. Yeah, that's kind of a men thing. You well, know? you know, for me, I'm I'm a real. Uh, I believe my love language is quality time. Oh, so I do really well with people that live in my. I try to do well. Yeah, with the people close to me, like my children who are right, there. right. Um, but I've got to learn to go to New York to spend quality time. Okay. With my oldest daughter. Now we have to travel to do it, to have and the quality time. And I will time. travel yeah, to do that. Absolutely. But I don't spend a lot of quality time with my brothers. Yeah. I drive to Albuquerque to spend time with my mom and my sister. Oh, that's great. So mom and sister are still in Albuquerque. Both of them are still in okay. Albuquerque. And I'll be going there in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have two daughters. I don't know what I would have done because I didn't have any sisters. You didn't. No, I just have two brothers. And so I I miss that relationship that's, you know, that was one of the funnest things for me is watching those two girls, especially when they'd get mad at me and they'd both go into the bedroom and they'd just, you know, mom, now she did this and she did that. And I'd be sitting out and listening to them talk. And so what are their ages? Oh, right now they're 42 and 40. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I just remember thinking, oh, I wish I would have had a sister that I could have complained about my mom with, you know, because that's just part of it. Sharing clothes and all the stuff that and the fighting that they did. But that I just miss. I used to watch it and just go, I wish I would have had that. You know, I was probably the annoying sister. I've always been very different, (laughs) very different. You know, now I I like my height. I like the attention. I want to walk into a room and sparkle the heck out of that room. Yeah. But when I was younger, I was made fun of terribly because you were tall because I was tall and flat chested. And in junior high and high school, it was it was 
awful. Okay, so you don't have good memories of junior high and high school. Not junior high, I don't. High school, I made, I made, I actually in junior high got the funniest award. Aww. I learned to be funny. Okay. So in high school, I had, that's when I started hanging out with girls. I learned how to be funny. So you hear that all the time from people that have a little bit of low self-esteem, they become funny and that's their cover. Because I wasn't cute right. and I wasn't little right. and the boys didn't like me. And yeah. in New Mexico, the guys are shorter. Oh yeah, that's And true. so I was just made fun of all the time. Yeah. But girls thought I was funny. Okay. So from that time and then getting involved in the modeling industry and then yeah. being an agent, it's always yeah. been lots of girls around me. So how old were you when you got into modeling? Uh, I was working at a little restaurant. My my parents started a church in a tiny city called Belen, New Mexico. Okay. Teeny tiny. Yeah. And I, w- I was working as a waitress. And a, ma- a radio station guy came in and said, you should be a model. And he told me where to go. And I drove to the agency in Albuquerque. It was Back then it was called the Phoenix Agency. And from the day I walked in, I never stopped. People, did you just hear that? Because we're, she's setting a precedence here. Did you hear what she just did? Somebody said to her, you should be a model. She's like, I should check into that. And she did something. You've got to do something. So good. Yeah. It's not just random. No. I really believe that someone will say something to you at the right time. Right, right. I just, so I uh, started runway modeling, did a lot of that because I was tall. Yeah. And then uh, back then they had classes. Yeah. So I taught all the classes. Oh my I love gosh. talking, as you yeah. can tell. <laughs> and then I uh, did conventions in, in all the high schools. We do the whole high school, oh all about gosh. positivity and all that. So you do you'd go into a high school like for uh, an uh, assembly for, for years. You do an assembly and you just talk about positive mindset and the whole thing. For okay, that's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, an agent, and then behind the scenes, uh, doing wardrobe makeup behind the scenes for years. Okay. And then I homeschooled my children. I pulled completely out. So you were out of the world for a while. Mm -hmm. All four of them? I did. You're brave. I I couldn't. Not completely through. Yeah. You know, like a mixed program where they would use, I used a program called a Becca. It's a, it's a hard, tough program. Okay. Um, and my oldest had it the most and then it got less and less. My youngest had it the least. Yeah. But I was, I was off the grid for a long time. Wow. I chose that. Yeah. I just chose to invest my everything. I, you know, I gave birth to those kids and I lost my mind. Yeah. I felt so in love. Yeah. And I was in a, around a community. My sister did it too, that liked homeschooling. Okay. So if it sounds weird to some people, it's because they weren't around it. I was around it. Right. It's exactly. huge back. They would have huge conventions for it. Right. Right. So I don't know what where it is yeah. right now, but of course I don't regret it. No. No, it, uh, the schools have gone through so much. And I know my oldest, um, I, I, he was a June birthday. So that's, you know, that middle plus their boys. But, and I probably should have held him back, but he was tall too. He was a big kid and he was already being judged for how big he was. People thought he was older and they would criticize him because, you know, he shouldn't be acting like that. I'm like, he's four. Okay. Wow. And they'd be like, really? You how know? tall is he now? He's six one. Six one. Yeah. yeah. So he was a big kid, and he got, he got judged for being, you know, thinking that he... So I didn't hold him back because of that, and I probably should have. Um, but, and I, that was the, that was, let's see, he would have been in the early 80s, and so I don't know when the homeschooling well, thing know, started, but I, I was like, you, I, I can't that's do That's what I chose, but I have yeah. to tell you, even when I started in the modeling industry, I found a niche okay. that I was still made fun of. Oh, and really? I think people still make fun of me, I'm sure, but, but I had found a niche that I was attracted to, oh. tall tall women. I yeah. like, I like, 
I've always liked being on the stage. Yeah. We could do runway fashion shows. But I remember that I was an instructor and we took like 20 girls to a beautiful, fancy, high-end salon at the Sheraton. It was called Joseph's back then. Uh And... um, I was a student. Excuse me, I take that back. I was not a teacher. I was yeah. it was in the classes. Yeah, yeah. I was a student. And he used me as the bad example of <gasps> how not to do your hair. Oh. And I had thought he was a god at that point. I had looked up And he that. like, that Teresa, come on up. Yes, he did. And you're thinking, oh, this is great. Yeah. And uh, I was so crushed by that. I mean, it was so devastating. Oh. So, yeah, I've, I've been made fun of. I've you know, it's yeah. not going to stop. Yeah. But I was out there trying to follow my dreams. I had stepped into a new thing. I was nervous. Yeah. I would drive every week from Belen to Albuquerque to take little classes. Yeah. But, you know, I just can't let what people think about me stop me. That's exactly what I was going to say. You didn't let other people tell you who you were. No. You knew who you were. It's tempting to do that. And, yeah. To yeah. shrink back. Right. And not be as visible if that's what people choose to just to stay home at more, right. but I don't want to. Right, right. I want to be around girls. I love girls. I love women. That's amazing. It's just like talking to you is so much fun. Yeah. Well, and that's the that's the thing too. There's, there's. I know there have been studies done. You know, men need you know this. Women need this as far as friendships go. And I know that women need girlfriends. I love girlfriends. You, you know, there have been so many really successful women who love their husbands. They love their family. But you cannot ask one person to be everything for you. Mm -hmm. And the verbal ability that women have, the conversation that women have, the fact that we use both sides of our brain, and we we just communicate differently, you have to have women. And when I I used to have some friends that say, oh, my husband's my best friend, I'm like, no, something's wrong there. Because men at some point are like, could you go talk to a well, I girlfriend? Say, I can't do this Michael, anymore. Michael's, he thinks very differently. There's yeah. not a lot of deep conversation. No. I mean, I have a, there's a wonderful <laughs> podcast that I listen to that's incorporated into the group that I'm with. And she even said, she says, I'm a deep philosophy thinking oh, person deep conversation. and she said my husband that's not his thing oh, he's going over the grocery list yeah, while I'm he talking doesn't to want him. to get in deep oh you know never. and so he she loves she finds her people and if you can do that then yes. you can have it all yes you and know? I feel like we have to find our people through community I yeah. just I don't think you can I could be wrong right now I did have one connection at Nordstrom's and we were texting today way back then we're still friends right but that was a great situation but i do think like joining a gym right i had a great community in albuquerque right joining a gym going to a church yeah if your kids are little doing community things instagram has been a huge community for me yeah people don't believe that they think oh that's not a real community i'm like no, no it is huge. a real community yes it is it's great i could like you like you were saying i could probably get on three or four women that that I follow and say, let's meet up such and such. And they would go, no problem. I know you. I've seen your husband. I've seen your kids. I've seen your home. You told me where you were on vacation. You know, that's more than a lot of people when they go to go to something every week. The person they sit next to in a cubicle, you probably know more about your Instagram friends than you do. Like I get a kick now. This is just me. But I get a kick out of people that are still sending out the pictures and the Christmas card. I'm like, I follow oh, so, you. And, and still the letters, the, the letters, yeah. you know? And the reason I say that is because I follow you on Facebook and Instagram. I saw the whole vacation. You don't need to send me a picture. It's so true. You know, it's like, With a list yeah. of everything you did yeah. and how I saw successful the your children are. I saw the Halloween picture. Yes. I saw it all on yes. Facebook. We don't need those. That's old school. We don't need that anymore. So but, Instagram you know. has done it for me. Yeah. You know, my daughter's doing very well on TikTok. You know, I'll merge into TikTok. Yeah. But my, I love dressing up. Yeah. But more than anything, I love 
I love a relationship. Yeah. So I can't just post without relationship, which right. slows me down a bit because yeah. I want to have relationships. So I respond. Yeah. So everyone does their own vibe. That's true. Yeah. I'm a relational person. Yeah. Uh, even this morning, I had a FaceTime with a girl named Amy. Uh, I forget her name. Uh, how funny. Anyways, we met on Instagram. Okay. But you're, now you're FaceTiming. FaceTime, yeah. I posted her on my story today. Uh, isn't that funny that I forget her name? Just yeah. adore her. Yeah. But she's a, her name is Counselor Amy. Okay. But we met four years ago, and then she came with her husband randomly to Chandler. I drove from North Scottsdale to Chandler just to meet her. Oh, my gosh. That, see, that's the thing. I mean, I'm like, I don't know. When my husband and I are talking, we're trying to plan some stuff now that COVID's all over. And, you know, we've got some things that, you know, a couple grandkids that graduated, this kind of stuff. So we're like, okay, next year we're doing, we're, we're traveling <laughs> yes. next year. Right. So we're trying to plan <laughs> yes. something. So, uh, you know, my, my heritage, I go back to Scotland. So I'm like, let's go to Scotland. Oh. Right. First thing that comes into my head is, oh, I got to call Jane. I got to meet up with Jane at some point. I've never met her. Instagram. But I know her through Instagram. I know her through podcasts. Right. So it's like, I know Jane. I got to meet up with Jane. Isn't that you know? amazing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's insane. Yes. I wish people would accept it more and not be so critical of it because there's so much good. And it is, it's the, It's like when I remember, this was years ago, but um, I put something on one of my kids was getting married or got engaged. And I put something on Facebook. They didn't have Instagram then, right? So I put something on Facebook. My mother was like, well, uh, I guess I saw this on Facebook and I think you wow. should have called me and yeah. told me. And I said, you know what, mom, I also didn't send over the, you know, the, 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 what do they call the horses that ran the mail? You know what I mean? The Pony Express. I didn't send a Pony Express. True. I didn't send a telegram That's right. either. Okay. This is how things are getting done now, you know? So it's like, and also you're not that close to this grandkid. So let's not make it out like, Oh, you know, so calm down. But it's like, this is the way it is. Like it or not, Evite, um, people are putting parties and all the information. If you're not on Facebook, you don't know what's going on in your community. A lot of the churches have got their own Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, you didn't know there was a party at your church last Friday. I have to tell you, You in the community that I'm involved in, the church community, there's a huge Christian church base. A lot of them are very fearful of social media. Oh, very much so because they think that it will there will be some kind of evil that will come through they or think that they're exposing their private world people will know well uh, people are afraid of giving up you know, private information they'll never put their kids on their grandchildren oh, or their locations which yeah. i think it's fine if you choose yeah. not to but yeah. so i'm so i'm kind of in a community that doesn't really doesn't really love mm. uh, so i so i'm doing something that maybe is not as totally acceptable yeah. but i don't care okay uh, so, I, so you know, there's judgment. I feel judgment. Okay. That's good, though, that you understand that. I think, I think to be honest with you, I've always felt judgment. I've always been different. Okay. I am I different. That. Yeah. I, I'm just different. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to stop. If it's yeah. not Instagram, it's going to be something else. Right. Because I'm not going to conform to the box that you want me in. I love that. I'm not going to conform. Yeah. I believe that I have a passionate desire to elevate other women. Oh, that's And fabulous. if my platform is some passionate, I could tear up. Yeah. If my platform happens to be social media, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So if people in my family don't like it or people in my church don't like it, that's something in me that's not going to go away. And I'll right. probably do it until, you know, I'm a hundred right. wearing my gown in the mountains, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that, about connection. I love that you said that because my husband said we went out last night and he said, um, is what I am, what I, what am I, what I'm wearing right now? Is that okay? Yeah. And I said, 
well, you know me. I said, we're going out for dinner. It does. I need, tell me I'm going to Safeway. Any excuse that I can get to put on makeup and get dressed up, I'm going to do. Me too. So I said, I'm going to look cute. I'm going to probably be a little dressier than you are. But yes, I said, Remember homecoming in high school? It's the same thing. You're going to be in a pair of khakis and a polo. The girl's going to be in a formal with her hair done and her makeup yes. done. Okay, that's just the way it is. Yes. So you know, that doesn't need to end, right? Well, you know, it's funny because I was never, I was never um, on drill team. I was never homecoming queen. I was never anything. I was yeah. just the funny girl. Yeah. But now that I'm older, yeah. sometimes, because I really like it now, yeah. I... I, I'm having fun. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of probably bugs people, but yeah. I can't, come on. Who cares? I was home for a long time homeschooling my kids. Can I have some fun now? Exactly. Can I put sparkle yeah. on from head to toe? Yeah. Please. You know what you're doing? And this is what a lot of my friends on Instagram are doing. You're completely smashing the ageism because the more women that are like, who said I can't wear shorts because I'm 60? Who said I can't have long hair because I'm 60? That's right. I mean, who said I can't have long fingernails because I'm 60? Who said that? If you actually ask somebody, who said that? Where in the Bible does it say at the age of 60, you know, it's like nobody lived past 30 back then anyway. So so it's like some that. kind of social rule that was put in. You have to cut your hair when you get to be 40 or whatever these rules are. And it's funny because I... I cut my hair right after I got married. Had hair all the way down to my waist. And we were going back to Japan. And I thought, look, if I'm going to get my hair done, I better have it done here in the States. Because when we go back to Japan, I I live on base, right? It's not going to happen. So I got my hair cut. My hair was short for 45 years of our marriage. Different lengths of short, but never any, you know... And then when I decided to let my hair go gray, it's like, great, um, now I can just let it grow. And I love your you know? hair. Thank you. I absolutely love your but hair. But I actually, I, we ran in, we back, went back up to Portland. We ran into somebody that we hadn't seen in years. And he goes, you look younger. You do. And it's like, it you know what? It's well because my hair is long. It's beautiful on you. And it's something about the shorter you get, sometimes that is actually aging. It's really pretty. So this whole idea that you cut your hair at 40 because... I don't know. You can't do a ponytail anymore. I don't know what the well, mindset is seem, about that. You, you seem know? like an edge pusher like me because yeah. like, I remember at church we would we would do youth conferences. I worked in the youth ministry as a leader and we would wear youth t-shirts. Yeah. You know, yeah. the conference was called Storm yeah. and I would cut mine. <laughs> I would cut mine. I do the same thing. Well, I would cut oh mine so that it would, because I love my decollete, yeah. decolletage. Yeah. I would cut mine, but I would add crystals. Yeah. Like I, I would walk in and, you know, can I just be like... Can I look cool yeah. for now on? Because I never yeah. was in school. Yeah, exactly. So I walked in, and a, a little old lady walked up to me, and she grabbed my shirt because it it did fall, you know, here. Yeah. I was showing my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. She grabbed my shirt and pulled it and said, "You are vulgar." Okay. So okay. you know, I've always gotten it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's the thing. But and I've it, always been pushy. I push. Right. I, I'm not a conformist. But you know what else though? Like I, because I I just went to a concert and I had my Eagles T-shirt on because we, we're like. <laughs> total roadies but I cut it too the reason I cut it is because I have a short neck yeah this crew neck thing I can't stand it doesn't look good on me I like it low I like a v-neck I I, you know so I cut a v-neck into my t-shirt because I know that that's better for my very square face and my short little neck I like the line has nothing to do with how old I am or whatever it's like I know that that style looks best for my face so I'm cutting my t-shirt there you go, lady. So whatever, you know, but, oh, that's, it's so freeing. It's so freeing if, mm-hmm. if you can just say, look, and I'm not saying, you know, don't know yourself. You need to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what looks good on you. 
Therefore, that's how you're going to decide how you're going to wear certain clothing. Like I know I've tried peplum. I've, I've purchased peplum, you know, blouses or sweaters and things before. It's not a good look for me. I have a short waist. I don't need another frill going around my waist. So I know that peplum doesn't look good for me. That's not my vibe either. No. So I know that about my body so that when a style comes in, do you remember, golly, when was it? It's probably early two thousands when the poncho of was course, big. of course, I wore ponchos. You know, I never wore a poncho. It just swallowed you up because I'm short. I have, like I said, short waist. Didn't do anything for me. There's certain things that I go, that's cute on you, but I can't wear that, and but that's she, okay. But you had to have been you like, know? you had to have like the cutest eyes. You had to have been the cute one in, in middle no, school. You weren't in no. high school and junior high. No boyfriends. Really? No dating. Because you're, you're petite, you know. beautiful eyes. Oh, thank you, you know. So no, I, I my my husband is probably my first boyfriend <laughs> that really? was like he approached me. He did. Like there was a guy in high school, but he's one of these nice guys that if you went up to him and said, "Would you be my boyfriend?" he'd go, "Okay." You know. So he was my boyfriend for a while and I was like, "Okay." But he was never really my boyfriend, you know. But um so I never dated, didn't go to any of the dances, didn't wow, go to homecoming, really? didn't go to prom, wow. didn't go to any of those things, wow. you know. And so he approached me so that was like, and he's really cute. So it's like, yeah, this works really good, you know. But yeah, no, I don't have any of those. Uh, my daughters were cheerleaders. I wasn't oh, a cheerleader. I got to live vicariously through them. Oh, that's you fun. Know? So, but no, I I have a high school reunion coming up. Have you been back to some of your I high school reunions? I do go reunions? to my high school reunions. Okay. I think and do you see some old friends? What was, yes, I still. Oh, that's so I'm great. Still, I still talk to them on Facebook. Oh, that's so great. Isn't that so crazy? Well, because, yeah. which reaffirms why it was so hard yes. at 50 to move to Arizona. Oh, your whole life was back like, there. Like, come on. Is yeah. this a joke? Yeah. You this know? is cruel. This is love. This, you followed that man for love and boy, you, good thing you're cute. So the, you know? so the thing that really tugs at my heart, though, is when people that are listening to this have some huge change in their lives, whether yes. it be because of death right. or a job or re- relocation. The best thing that could have happened for me was to come to Scottsdale. Really? The best yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes, because it forced me to grow yes. and to see myself a different way right. and meet new people and new challenges and drive those scary freeways, yeah. do things by myself. So, and I was mad when I came here. Yeah. So I think that as when something happens in our lives, when we choose to step up and just do it. Right. With a good attitude. Right. Beautiful things happen. Right. Well, and you had to, like I said, you had to kind of reinvent yourself. I did. So, you know, when I listen to people say, well, I, I, uh, I would like to leave, but you know, this is who I've been. This is where I've been. This is the people I grew up with. I can't really leave. You know, it's like, well... I guess if that works for you, if you're happy, if you can find happiness in that, then that's a completely different situation. But if you are miserable in that situation and you have cognitive dissonance every single day of your life and you are angry because you have to go to these things that you don't, you know, so good. then it's like, you need to reinvent yourself. Yes, you need to be afraid. Let's reinvent ourselves. Yeah, you need yes. to. So that's amazing. I like that. I like being visible now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not invisible. Well, anymore. you know, okay. So we, you talked about a little bit about your childhood and, yes. and, and you talked totally about not only being misunderstood, but a little bit socially abused, you know, because I have a, a little granddaughter that's going to be like you. She's she is tall. Mm-hmm. She is thin. I'm like, girl, those legs. I would kill for those legs. Hard when you're young, but though. yeah, when she's going to be in junior high and she's towering over all the boys and Hard. stuff. It's 
going to be hard, you know. So um, it's I've gonna, never been cute. I yeah. don't really wear pink. Yeah, I no. don't really wear lace. No, I'm just not cute. No, see, back in the old days, remember when the old days when they did um, for all you people that were born, you know. Um, in the eighties, just shut up. Um, they, when they would tell you, they would color you, you're a spring or you're a winter or whatever, you know, or there was another one where they would do like your style. Like you're, you can do the Victorian, you can do the lace. I'm like, I knew that wasn't me. No, and I have a daughter, me. both my daughters, Are the same they? thing. It's like, you're classic. They're classic. You can't do, oh, they're you, telling you you're classic. You know, you can't do lace. You can't oh, do the, this, no. this whole bohemian thing that's going on oh, out there no. in the world right now. No. It's like, how much oh. longer do we have to put up with this? No, I can't, I can't do, do that. This. And you know, that's so funny because when I joined the modeling industry, I, because there's trends, yes. I was trying to do a trend yeah. and I had gone and, and copied a picture in a Vogue magazine to try to find myself. I feel like I'm always trying to find myself. Yeah, I'm like, always, I'll be accepted I'm if I do this. Re- even now I'm always reinventing myself but yeah. I put on this ridiculous outfit like no makeup <laughs> yeah. oh. I pulled my hair back okay because I'm trying to look like natural a model. yeah and I felt so stupid so yeah. I think that we know yeah what we by finding ourselves we know what we're really when you do something you yeah. when you get to that place or you wear that outfit and see your reflection in the yeah. store window yeah that's not me yeah we know who we are exactly if we just try different things out yeah so I kind of well, know who I am and the same thing with like you say I'll buy an outfit especially I'm, I'm very guilty of this on vacation you well, you get caught too. up in yes. the in the you know like say go to Santa Fe I need to wear I turquoise and fringe yes you know yes. I, I, and it so feels funny. really good in Santa Fe <laughs> yes then you go back to Oregon you're like why am I in turquoise <laughs> that's and fringe so funny. I, I, you know I'll never wear this again yes. you know no. That's so funny. And it's so, nasty. I love turquoise now. Oh, me too. I could drape yeah. my entire body in turquoise yeah. now. That's yeah. so funny. Because it's here. Yes. It's like I've never owned turquoise in my life. Suddenly oh. I'm like, I need one of those, uh, yes. what do they call the, the big necklaces? Oh, oh, come on. I know what those are. Squash? Squash blossom. Yeah, squash blossom. Yes. I'm all, I look at those and I go, I need those. I've never worn that before in my life, but I think I need that. But there have been other times when I have put on a dress, put on a color, like I don't do navy blue really well. I don't do blue. And I'll put it on. I'll wear it to church or something. And then I come home and I put it in the pile. Yeah. This isn't me. I didn't feel good. I felt awkward in this dress. This just wasn't me. So you, you have to do what you. What we. What, inner, well, why what your do we inner do self. that though? We do that because we want to be vibrant and yeah. passionate and alive. Right. And when we feel good with what we're wearing, we're connecting with other people. Yeah. When we look at people, we have a light in our eyes. We have spunk because we like the way we look. Yeah. We feel good. We're eating right. And yeah. so the whole reason that I'm always growing and stretching is for connection that's right that i can go anywhere and find someone you know like say you look fantastic yeah and mean it yeah well and i and i love the fact too that if you can find yourself and be strong enough to be who you are then when you have an outside person or organization or something that's saying to you this is what you have to wear if you want to be a good Christian woman, you would wear a, you know, t- something that covers your yeah. arms, goes up your neck, whatever. Uh, your skirt goes below your knees. It's like, well, you know, both my daughters are 5'3", something below their knees. That's not a good look for them. That doesn't look good for them, you know. So it's like, is this for me or is this for you? Or where do we come up with these rules? That's the thing we have to get over is really think, start thinking, where did these rules come from? Well, it's not only just the you rules. Know? It's that every person wants us in a box. Yes, yes. Because they understand it's comfortable us. for them. It's comfortable for them if yeah. you're in the box, right. the way they see things. And so I'm always pushing that box. I'm breaking the box. Yeah. And it never ends. No, it doesn't. What's your favorite? You said you went to the gym. What's your favorite exercise program now? Uh, well, um, 
I work out all the time. I've been working out in my home gym. We we have a three-car garage, and one whole section is for me. Oh, that's so great. So I love it. I bet you were so glad when COVID happened, and you're like, Am I? I had my gym. Yeah. I had my no gym. No big deal. So I like free heavy weights. Ah. Uh, I have a weight bench. Uh, I do chest presses with the 45-pound bar and load weights up. Oh, wow. I have a treadmill. Um, I do want to join a gym just yeah. because... I want to be around that culture and yeah. continue stretching. Right. Because I was always in the gym. Right. But I, I do 40 minutes to an hour of cardio every day. And oh. I'm, doing, uh, I'm doing intervals where I stretch my heart at my age okay. up to the highest I can go, which for me is 160. Okay. Because I want, I want to do that and do strength training. Right. I don't want right. to just do strength training. So do training. you have a program that you follow with your strength training? You just know what you do. I've been doing You've it, been doing it for I so long. 48. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like yeah. working out. There's something about that, too, because I was so glad that I had some things at, at my home when COVID hit. But now I've gotten to where I'm getting kind of bored with myself back there. Yes. And so I'm like, you know what? So I started doing Orange Theory, plug for Orange Theory. How is that? And, How is um, Orange Theory? I like Orange Theory because you you're kind of doing it on your own, but you're there with other people. Are you on your so, own at Orange Theory? Kind of. I mean, you're, you're on the treadmill, and then okay. you're on the rower, and then you're on the floor. Everybody has their own little space. So you're kind of there, but you're also with other people. So it's like any of the other group classes. You're on your own bench or whatever, you know, but there's do they have, music. Do they have free and, weights there? Yeah, they have free weights, and they break it up, and they tell you what you're going to do so I don't have to think. You know, that's kind of nice. But tomorrow, it's tomorrow, Friday, tomorrow I'm going to try a F45. Have you what, heard of that? No, what is that? I think I'll, I'll, I'll return a report and tell you. Um, but it, I, I get the vibe just from reading their website that it's a little bit like CrossFit, where, um, but it's the same thing. It's kind of a group thing, but yet you're still working. Is it like you with know, the ropes? I think so. Oh, that would be so yeah, fun. I'll tell you, you know, but I'm looking for something new because I just want to mix it up. Otherwise you get bored. But let's be honest, know? how many women our age range won't step foot in a gym? Yeah. They're terrified. Yeah. So I, I like the community. Right. Finding community. If you don't have friends. Right. Get involved in community however you can. Yeah. Join a group. Yeah. Find a group. And I think it's important, like you say, you, you, you know, same town, friends, Everything, your work, everything was right there. So, so you moved out of that, and then you have to find a new I was community. thrown out of the boat. Yeah. And I was, like, drowning. Yeah. I, I mean, forced. I think that's so important for people Ugh. to just stop and, and start, sit back, and start saying, okay, look, I'm going to evaluate where my life is like. Am I happy? Great. And then I don't, I'm stopped. I'm done evaluating. If I'm not happy, what do I need to do to change? And if that means leaving my community because this is part of what's making me uncomfortable, then you do. Because when we moved down here, we didn't know anyone. Like I said, we didn't have any family down here. We live on this, um, this we live out in a trilogy, a trilogy. And so there's three builders. I don't know trilogy. Trilogy is like... Um, I'm still learning. Yeah, it's like they have, oh, they have, they have them all over the United States. Trilogy. Yeah, it's called trilogy. And so they'll set up this little community. Toll Brothers builds out there. Shea builds out there. And then Monterey Homes built. But they only built one street. So there, we have this one street where all Monterey Home builders, you know, they, they built our homes. So we all get together and complain about how bad Monterey sure. Home is. Sorry. <laughs> and, you know, but... We have gotten so many wonderful friends oh, see? From, from this street Community. because we've all moved there. We all moved. For, even though some of the people moved from Cave Creek or other parts of Arizona, they all moved here. Is and that North Scottsdale? Are you a different yes, direction? Yes, North Scottsdale, north. almost to Fountain Hills. Oh, and the Fountain Hills is so pretty. Okay, yeah, you're yes. not that far. So kind of, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I, I just absolutely love it. You go down to the club, you go play pickleball or whatever. I, know, I don't know any of these people. 
I make myself go there because it's like, these are fabulous people from Michigan that I would have never met if I didn't want to play pickleball, you know? Um, but it's always the stretching. You can't stop stretching yourself just because you're retired or just because you moved or just because your kids grew up and went away and now you're or, at empty nest or horrible heartbreak. Yeah. Or you've lost a spouse or love. a divorce yeah. or something like that. It's like new chapter. I got to start, open up the book, turn the page. No matter the chapter. age. My mother is 89 and still gets out, but she did go through intense mourning. Yeah. He, six years yesterday, my dad's passing. For about three, she was just gone. Yeah, really? Yeah, she's finally coming out and yeah. doing art classes. and. That's so, is she in like an assisted living type thing? She is. She's okay. in a group area, yes. And, and she loves all that? all old people. Okay. Uh, older, the older generation. I know. Not oh, all people. I know. Um, <laughs> yes, and she's yeah. doing better now, but she went through it. I mean, come on, yeah. we're going to go. It takes time for some people. Yeah. I know it's funny because my husband's father... Um, his mother died, golly, uh, just a couple of years ago, but he was a busy man. He worked 24 seven, seven days a week, all the time. Suddenly his, he's 93. Mm-hmm. His wife is gone. He misses her terribly. Of course. I'm like, you didn't miss her 30 years ago. When you were, you were, were so busy. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. You worked all the time. You didn't miss her then. But, but now alone. No one he's wants alone. to be. Yeah, people don't, they, they get lonely. They don't, he's my a, mother's so lonely. Yeah, yeah. That's the hard part. But that's why they live in a community. Yes. So. Yeah. It's just getting out the door. Though, exactly. Sometimes is even hard. Well, I want to look at the clock. Well, that okay. was fun, okay, but okay. I want to make sure that okay. I've gotten anything. Okay. So. We've already established that you obviously have a very low fear bar. Like, nothing, I don't, you, I don't, can't grief, divorce, I can't think of anything. Do you have a fear? What's the greatest fear that you have to overcome that you, like, okay, that is something I'm not going to do? Is there anything skydiving? I mean, is there well, anything? Well, that, I don't love heights, but yeah. I do struggle with flying by myself. Okay. I make people go with me. A little bit of airplane stuff. Like I'm going to New York, but I'm, my two daughters are going with me. <laughs> is that so funny? Yeah. It's just, I don't want to go by myself. I don't yeah. want to. There's just something about, is it the airplane or is it just the whole? You know what I think it is? It's just being made fun of so much as a younger woman because I was tall and weird looking. Yeah. Um, I, I get nervous. Honestly, I do get kind of nervous in crowds. I don't go in there. I'm not the starlet when I yeah. walk in the room. Yeah. I'm nervous. And I once love. I relax, I can yeah. merge out. But yeah. yeah, I get nervous when people look at me, even though I want people to look at me. Yeah. So flying is But you know what? I mean, what's funny about that is from childhood, you have that. It's still there. That little voice in your head. Mm-hmm. And yet anybody that looks at your Instagram, at uh, Teresa underscore doll, right? Find her on Instagram. You will see she is anything but unattractive. This woman is gorgeous. And the fact that you just told me you were 61, I'm like, what the? 62 this year, oh August gosh. the 4th. It's actually doll underscore Teresa. Okay. Oh, so doll underscore doll. Teresa. I res- I switched it up. Doll, that's okay. Yeah. So follow her on Instagram. You will be blown out of your mind. But this is, she has made herself. She knows who she is. We all have insecurities. Absolutely. But you became visible. You're like, this is who I am. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Get out of my way because I'm moving through. And I love well, that. you'll make me cry, and I'll be sad for a while, and I'll think really hard about it, but then I'll come back. Okay. That's what it's all about. It is all That's about That's what that. life's all about. Yes, it it's is. coming back. It's coming Thank back. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Oh, my gosh. All right. Now I'm in big trouble because uh, my husband's going to go, where are you? I'm with Teresa. 
but you were with Teresa yesterday. I know, but then we're in tomorrow, <laughs> so and then the next day, and then we're going to Sedona the week <laughs> yes, after that. We are, I, we're in big trouble. <laughs> big trouble. Okay. Thank you so You're much. You're so welcome. Um, okay. All right. Next week, you guys, I'm going to be talking to Dr. Rumika. She is also a find that uh, I found on uh, Instagram. She is an amazing doctor. She's a specialist in um, your health. She covers the whole part of it. It's not just um, general. She covers water. She covers the water that you're drinking. That is, it's a wonderful. So uh, look forward to next week when we talk to Dr. Rimica, and she's going to tell you how she became visible and how you can be a better, more visibly healthy person. Okay, thanks for joining me today.